let's get into so our common background. We both went to the same high school. You speak. Everyone asks about Chaminade High School, right? It's like a great academic school. It's a big lacrosse school. I feel like a lot of times the the scripted, you want to be like, yeah, such a great school. Like, do you have a deep connection with Chaminade? I feel like I have a deeper connection with the the guys that I graduated with. Um, so that's what we share. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, you know, that I'm so like, gra- like gravitational yeah, yeah, yeah. pulled to okay, Chaminade, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just like, you know, the, the memories and f- like friendships that were formed at mm-hmm. Chaminade. So it, it brings you back and uh, obviously something and somewhere that I'm, I'm grateful to mm-hmm. have attended, but um, like, wait, there, you, there, it's not like there's no negative aspects to it. Like, of course. It was, a, it was a grind and yes. sometimes it sucked and you didn't want to be there, but looking back, obviously yeah. was the right choice and, and um, going forward, it's something that I'm proud to have been a part of and graduated, obviously. So, yeah, I was just curious if you like, if you went back, are there teachers and administrators at Chaminade who would be like, Matt, what's yeah, up? That I mean, you'd give a hug to? Yeah, guys, I still talk to Coach Pomponio. Oh, well, the Jackie. Mo- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Um, so it's, it, it's more emphasized on the athletic side. Yeah, because of- it, was, it was definitely a huge springboard to, you know, where I am at today. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys were super influential um, in my journey to college. They kind of guided me along the way in the process and helped me get recruited to college. So I'm super th- thankful for that and owe them a lot. So, um, you know, obviously life is crazy and it takes you, uh, it could take you uh, a ton of different routes, but being at Chaminade under the the guidance of those guys, like Coach Mo and, and Coach Pomps, you know, they kind of steered me in the right direction. Yeah, that makes sense. So, well, I was just curious where the like. Th- for me, of course, that's the primary memories mm-hmm. of, of high school. Like, yeah. the classroom was you're just looking yeah. at the clock and waiting yeah. until you're yeah. you're out to play. Yeah, um, yeah. You're and locked the, up, locked up inside for like ten straight hours. Yeah, and, and not to downplay that it's a great academic yeah. school. Um, it was a grind. Yeah, I don't have, and I've talked about this in the past, but like. I don't have specific memories of like in the classroom really hard. So I just remember being like, oh, I got to wear this s- yeah. suit, uh, blazer and tie. Tie. I don't really like this. Maybe that's where I decided Some detentions that I wouldn't... For, for long hair. And... Yeah. Stuff, things like that where I pretty yeah. much decided nit- nitpicky, that. Nitpicky stuff. Yeah. Um, that's where that you decide whether or not you're going to get a normal job. Yeah. It really happens in like ninth grade. If you accept that, then you, you might end up in yeah. a corporate office. And yeah. if you don't, then you end up like myself. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many guys where the percentages are super high that you go on to live in, you know, that type of lifestyle. But, um, you know, I think it just puts you in like a regiment kind of very strict uh, and disciplined Definitely, yeah, yeah. Guys are either, you know, take off and run with that or see that and be like, I don't want any part of this. Of course. I'm, and I'm, <laughs> I'm mostly joking yeah, that yeah. it's decided then. But it was like that. I do remember. And that it's a, a flaw of mine. I have a problem yeah. with authority. Authority. Where it's and, like, what's so wrong with putting on the – and get all, all of the counterpoints where it's like, well, you're learning discipline yeah, and you're learning yeah. are all 
entirely valid. Yeah. And like any discipline that I have probably was instilled through that, yeah. despite me trying to spin it and being like, yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, and then, and then our finals were 50% of our grades. So, so that was the, that was the worst part about it. it well, was like, you mentioned this on the, on the other podcast. That's where I always just struggled and fucked up. And that's why my grades weren't good. Um, so, it, so you could get by do you, in your, in your trimesters <laughs> and like your regular test, And then, yeah. And then, uh, comps come, come around in June and then, what, know. what, what, does that system make sense to? I, I don't know. I don't, what does Notre Dame so. have? If you're it's just what, like a final, like you're they're just like a last test of this. But fifty percent of it may, the, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost like in a like, lacrosse game. If the fourth quarter was every goal counted for five for five goals. Yeah, I don't know. Tell me where that makes sense. I think they changed it. Um, I don't know. Who knows? They're making it easier these days. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean that that adds up for me that your your Shamanog connection. I just didn't know. Maybe yeah. you were a heavily religious. Are you? Uh, no. Did that leave a big mark on you? I mean, I guess my parents are, but me myself, I'm not super religious. I'd say I'm more spiritual. There we go. Yeah. Hey, do you want to break that down? No, for me? Not you just really. want to pass it on? Yeah. Okay. So, what are they feeding you guys in the Kavanaugh house? I um, mean, I don't. So know. I know you guys are competitive. Yeah. But like. That doesn't really like unanimously competitive across the board is what it takes to have. Mm -hmm. For anyone listening that doesn't know your family, like you're there's five or four boys, five boys, five boys. I got five boys too, no sister, but um, and you guys are all very, very good at Mm -hmm. at lacrosse. Um, that's an understatement, yeah. I mean, you guys are all top. Anyone who can play, who's old enough to play pro, plays pro, mm-hmm. right? Or no, Kev, well, Kev, Kev does, but if Kev, this is a question, your oldest brother didn't play lacrosse. Yeah. He did, he played with me, but he didn't yeah. get as into it as early as you. Yeah. Do you think if he had, that he would be? I don't know. He uh, he reminds me of you. He, and, was playing, he was playing hockey a bunch, so he kind of, he chose that route, and I was like kind of right along with him, and then I had to make that decision, and I chose lacrosse, mm-hmm. which looking back, you know, wish I could have kept pursuing hockey at a high level but it was kind of crunch time where the offer to play notre dame was very enticing so i kind of just took that and ran with it mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean that's kind of where i got into lacrosse was watching his games growing up and yeah. then watching you guys at chaminade um so that's kind of where i was introduced to it yeah um, i mean i played with with yeah. kev and he to be honest his game is like ju- it was yeah. just like yours where Pants. it was like dude yeah this kid <laughs> And it was always like, well, he plays hockey. You yeah, know I mean, he's more yeah. of a hockey player. But I feel like had he picked up lacrosse or chosen it mm-hmm. full time, that he would have been a, a damn good player. Mm-hmm. But top to bottom, it just feels like your family has a competitiveness. You know what I mean? If you have one brother that's overly competitive, sometimes that can be what makes the other brother not competitive, mm-hmm. right? Because someone's got to win. Yeah. So if one brother is really competitive and he wins, the other one's like, well, if I keep being competitive, I'm just going to keep Yeah, losing. I think there was just so many of us where even if you did win at anything, whatever uh-huh. it was, it didn't even have to be sports. There was always a challenger. So it was like you always got to stay on your toes no matter what it was. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we just kind of took that to whatever sport or whatever field we were on, whether that was like a pickup game or playing playing in the street or in the backyard on the front lawn, whatever it was. Um, so, like, we challenged ourselves and – uh you know we were lucky we got to go out and play in like outside Mm -hmm. like i feel i 
I literally think I don't think kids do do that anymore. Just go outside and play for like an entire day. That's, and this yeah, is before cell phones and all that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, we had video games, but um, do you guys play video games still? Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I'm just saying, like growing up, it was just everyone was competing and and having a good time. So when it did come time to play organized sports, it was just kind of fun and and something you know to challenge yourself even more. But yeah. the real challenge was kind of, you know, in the backyard or, or whatever we were doing yeah. with each other. So, Well, you guys are all, I wouldn't say undersized, but for mm-hmm. a professional lacrosse yeah. player, you're not large. No, no. Like how much does that go into the individual mindset that you have? Because I assume it's – you guys yeah. all seem v- very similar. And I'm, I'm sure you could name a lot yeah. of differences between you, but from the outside looking in, like your brother playing – at Notre Dame right mm-hmm. now. Granted, yeah. he has a right hand. You don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he, I, I kind of look at him. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Th- here's my, it's it's another Matt. Yeah. He, he's got a right hand, and he's he's watched you play and have. But he he does look like he's a, a smaller guy. Yep. Like how much of that is in your mindset? So I think you know I think me personally, and then I'll I don't, I'll touch on Pat. Like I think me personally. Being undersized, mm-hmm. um, you have to be a lot tougher um, than a lot of guys because you're going to go through a lot of, of physicality. People are going to you know, not pick on you, but go after you because you are undersized, yeah. mm-hmm. challenge you, um, and you got to just push through that. And um, just having good IQ, I think, like outsmarting guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not always going to be the biggest and strongest guy, but you could be the fastest guy and you can be smarter than them. So you can just outwit them. And if you watch me and, and my brothers play, I think you can see a lot, a lot of that in us. Um, Patrick, especially cause he was super small when he was in mm-hmm. high school and then he hit a, he hit a big growth spurt. So he's, he's probably the tallest one. And I was going to say, that tall. he's like five ten, five eleven, but yeah. Um, he, got his game as a crease monkey small finisher where you see him doing all these crafty moves inside and then kind of hit that growth spurt and and then developed his game on the perimeter mm-hmm. um distributing and going to the rack so um i mean he he was very eye-opening this year um so it was kind of cool to see his development uh through the years and kind of culminate in, into a great year obviously he's got a couple more years ahead of him so there's a lot of more room for improvement, but it was it was kind of fun watching him play this yeah, year. Yeah, he had a he had a really good year. I was uh, we'll get into it, but mm-hmm. he was uh, he's kind of like you. He turn, just turns you into a Notre Dame fan. Certain players yeah. are. I got a lot of texts this year being like, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm I feel like I'm rooting for the yeah for well, the Irish this, more this it, year. It than, was than ever. the same feeling when you played there, and yeah. I hate Notre Dame yeah. because yeah. my a lot fine, of people do. Uh, yeah, well, but <laughs> I hated them. Well, I don't hate them, but. They my final college game I lost mm-hmm. to Notre Dame mm-hmm. so there's mm-hmm. like a, a little bit of sting yep. to that but yep. then you went and I was like oh well yeah. I'm I'm I like Notre Dame I'm, you know what I mean like you, yeah. you and your your younger brother are but and then there's going to be two Kavanaugh's yep. at Notre Dame next year yep. so I'm going to be a diehard yeah converting it in people yeah I, I had fun watching your brother I think he's got a uh, he's got a trickiness well we'll we'll get into mm-hmm. it but he he's definitely got like a. Uh, he just reminds me of you a lot, where mm-hmm. it's like, it makes me nervous, I too. think he's more skilled than I am. Uh, I, like I said, he's got he, a right hand. Yeah, well, <laughs> well he is a righty, so. <laughs> well, either way, he's yeah, got, he's got oh, a pretty good right hand? Yeah, he's a right oh, hand. Oh, yeah, he's, right he's doing the backhand. Um, but he's just a little bit more refined because he had more reps in the backyard, yeah, right? He, yeah. he was just the generation later. Yeah, 
Exactly. Um, why do you live in so? Anyone listening, we're in Hoboken, New Jersey. What, mm-hmm. Why Why do you live here? What's the... Um, so I'm, I'm working full-time, but I'm out of my apartment. Uh, the company I work for is is based out of Jersey. Um, so whenever we, we open back up, I'll be I'll be commuting to the office. Gotcha. What's the... Where's the... Is it in Hoboken? Um, they have an office in Jersey City and Manhattan. So it's okay. kind of in yeah. between both. You're close enough to both. Yeah. What, what is the company? It's called Pfizer Financial Services, uh, selling... Products and solutions to banks, online mm-hmm. payments, Are di- you, digital payments, the future, like lacrosse. Now that that's, lacrosse, the sport of the future. I don't, don't want to get too into it because yeah. it sounds corporate. And uh, yeah, yeah. I told that's you this good. is no good. I actually was going to wear a suit here. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was going to, but it was too hot. I was just going to show yeah. up in a suit because yeah. I think you're the first person that I've interviewed that has a. Uh, like a legitimate job yeah, where you're like, yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't chat with you until. Yeah, I mean, I was five fifteen. Yeah, I was doing the. Uh, lacrosse full-time but um yeah i mean so what's the yeah what get into that like what why not do lacrosse full-time i don't know you know i love lacrosse um obviously still playing involved coaching as well Mm -hmm. but just looking past the life as a player um you know don't want to be staring in the mirror and being like all right what am i doing as a 30 something year old so kind of trying to get ahead of that right now. So. Well, yeah, I was. that's actually what I was, you know, when I'm writing things down for this, that's yeah. like when you're weighing that decision, yeah. why, why wouldn't you? I mean, you're a huge name in the sport. You have yeah. every opportunity to make your own, ca- whatever it yeah. may be, make your own camps or shamelessly self-promote yourself yeah. on Instagram yeah. every, I think, three I think times kind of, a day. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, you know, where where I have issue with that, not issue, but like trouble diving fully in yeah, it doesn't and making fit your it my life. Like yeah. I kind of want to have something outside of the game, um, and you know, you never know when the game will be taken from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so to to put all your eggs in one basket is, I wouldn't say risky, but um, you know, just not something that I was prepared to do. Um, but but that's not saying I'm 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 not loving it and and still involved in the game. I'm still coaching and traveling and mm-hmm. um, and playing as well. So um, whenever that time is is up, um, you know I'll I'll know that uh, I'll be at least a little bit secure. In, yeah. In that sense. Well, there's this weird, um, you know, even if you're not a money man and you're not into into money, like mm-hmm. I don't care about money. You mm-hmm. still have to worry about what you just discussed when you hit 34 or mm-hmm. 34, whenever you plan on retiring, mm-hmm. how much money you have in the bank is definitely going to dictate what you're getting into next. Mm-hmm. If it's, if you go, it's almost like if you wanted to go all in on lacrosse between now and 10 years from now, you're just trying to, to milk that yeah. period right there exactly. between, between now and then. And that might tempt you to be someone that you're not yeah. and have to like self-promote in exactly. a way that like I couldn't even see you doing yeah. really. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm not the best with that. Um, but that's not, but that's not, I, I'm not saying you're saying you're not the best with that. That's a quality that's like enviable mm-hmm. about you where it's like you are one of the biggest names in the sport, but I can't even really get a hold of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this kid won't answer my text. Yeah. Really. You know um, what I mean? I'm trying to- but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely some things that I've discussed with my brothers and, mm-hmm. you know, the game is on a trajectory where 
you know, maybe I won't see a, a huge salary increase or whatever that may be in the pro game, but come five years from now, who knows where the sport will be um, at the professional level. So I'll obviously be dialed into it. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I'll just ride my, my brother's coattails oh, for uh, when sure. the time comes. Yeah, there'll be another Kavanaugh yeah. to pick up that yeah. I'll be able to root for. <laughs> You'll be out of the scene soon. Um, so what is that like in terms of your life is do you live kind of like a more low because like I was saying, you're a hard man to mm-hmm. to get a hold of. Yeah. Um, is that kind of how you live or you, you like to kind of keep your own circle or you just don't yeah. want, you don't like me or no no <laughs> no i need to get out to california more um no i mean i keep a small circle i got my close friends that i grew up with um that i that i talk to and, and hang out with all the time mm-hmm. um and it's cool being uh on a professional team where almost half the guys are i mean it's it's get the numbers getting lower uh each year that goes by but ha- almost half the team on the redwoods is notre dame guys so it's it's kind of cool seeing those guys all the time, mm-hmm. uh, especially now that we're back traveling in the summer. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of have a smaller circle um, that, you know, I'm talking to and, and relying on. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So you just kind of keep to yourself. Yeah. And, ignore, and I got enough brothers to keep, you know, that are texting me and hitting me up all the time. That, that, dude, I'm we're alike in, yeah. in that way. Where, yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's a text group that I'm in with my yeah. family and yeah. uh, I live out in a different place. Yeah. And I like that you live in Hoboken. It kind yeah. of like you're at least out well, of some space. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're, you're easy out to get of home, the, but enough space. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Remind me of myself in a little bit. Yeah. Maybe you'll keep inching west. Yeah. As the Once you retire, you'll end up out west. Yeah. Um, why did you choose, uh, you, you know, at a point you had to pick lacrosse over hockey. Why'd you, why'd you pick lacrosse? You know what I mean? Because you, like a lot of your goals and your grittiness, it, they look, it looks like hockey. Mm-hmm. Well, you could be in the NHL. I mean, we, we talked about Kev and his journey and he played hockey um, and he played junior hockey and, and played two years out of high school. And I kind of saw that route and saw the grind that he went through mm-hmm. um, just, you know, being an undersized player you kind of get overlooked in the recruiting process, um, especially in hockey where, you know, these guys are huge and, and big and fast and strong and not saying I wasn't fast and strong, but you know, they're, they, they look at a roster and say, all right, well, we'd rather take this bigger guy over a smaller guy. So just in terms of like recruiting process for each sport, I had a better opportunity to play at a high level school and academic school in lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And, and it was happening a lot sooner than it was hockey when I was in that recruiting process yeah. as, a, as a junior in high school. And don't you kind of have to go if you want to play, not necessarily, it's not like a full requirement, but do you need to go and play in one of these leagues prior to college for hockey? Yeah, I mean, I was playing in the Eastern Junior Hockey League uh, for Long Beach, actually, and but we were traveling up to Boston and upstate New York. Oh, so you were already doing that. We were you doing are, that, but... Do you uh, think you could have played? I think so. I mean, the guys that I did play with at the time went on to play d1 yeah i just find um, it hard to believe that you but i mean yeah. of course it's what does it matter like yeah, you chose yeah, lacrosse yeah and hindsight you, hindsight whatever but um yeah i mean it's always something that i'm thinking about yeah. but oh you i'm know, thinking about it yeah well i was just i'm watching your highlights yeah, my and dad's I was like, always shitting on me for it <laughs> saying oh you're pretty good at lacrosse but hockey is a, a pretty good money maker well that's that's where the question because obviously that this scenario plays best with the previous question of yeah. um 
why not go full in on lacrosse? Yeah. You know, when you're in hockey, if you're in the NHL, you don't have to be like, well, do I really want to do this until I'm 34? Do yeah. it until you're 29 yeah. and then just retire. Yeah. Um, so it's just an interesting, and I find it hard to believe. I mean, like I'm, like we said, you're have a legendary career in lacrosse and you're not done, but like, I can't imagine you not doing well in hockey. Yeah. Granted, I've never seen you play hockey, yeah, yeah. but it's a very, like my dad played hockey. Yeah. The, the hands are, are mm -hmm. very important and you're, you show no hesitation to put the body on the line. So I don't see why you would have done quite well in hockey. Yeah, I think that the, the two sports, the skills transfer over yeah. really well. Fast-paced, physical, hand-eye coordination, yeah. Is that uh, where quick you decisions. Exactly. Like a lot of the – and like your the ground ball, the legendary ground ball mm -hmm. you had on the end line. I was quick watching toe, your – we were watching drag. your highlights all day. Um, yeah, it's like so much of it is very – hockey like yeah. it, it looks exactly like hockey yeah. and then there's a strong correlation between people who wouldn't get that ground ball and people who would suck at hockey mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but might be decent at lacrosse yeah yeah Do you know what i mean a big midi who can get yeah. downhill is yeah. not you yeah. like you, a big midi who can get downhill would almost have to play defense mm -hmm. if they can even make a hockey yeah. team. yeah lacrosse there, there's so many different types of athletes in lacrosse yeah. um but I feel like you can kind of tell some of those guys who would be good at hockey or have played hockey. And most of those guys are incredible finishers, Canadian yeah, style exactly. type players who have great sticks and, and scoring ability. Yeah. I, I heard uh, on the podcast you did with Kark, he asked you about the NLL. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could have played in the NLL if mm -hmm. you wanted to, but you were hurt or yada, yada. Yeah. Is that, uh, do you think you would have been really good? I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a, diff a totally different game, mm -hmm. um, super physical. And I don't think I was mentally prepared to dive full, fully into that at the time. Mm -hmm. Coming out of college, I was, I was beat up and had been for my last, basically my last two years at Notre Dame. So, um, and then played that first year in the MLL. And, um, you know, after that season, I was kind of just totally checked out on lacrosse, to be honest. So knowing that I had to report to training camp uh, mm -hmm. about, three weeks or four weeks later, whenever that was after getting drafted in the fall. Um, I was at the time when I got drafted, it was a huge honor uh, by Georgia or the swarm who you yeah. played for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking about it and knowing what it takes to, you know, be a professional athlete and the dedication and the time that you need to give to the game. I just wasn't ready to commit to that. Um, so I kind of just took a step back and but decided you, not to go to training camp. Do you think you would have been really good? I don't know I about really good. Definitely would have been I don't know really about good. really good because it's hard to, you know, tran transition as an American player, not playing box. But so many of your goals in outdoor are like, they look exactly like the exact goal could be, would be effective in indoor. Yeah. Um, your quickness getting underneath yeah. is like you would have been good for 20 a season yeah. just doing that. Yeah. And then was, the other side. Go ahead. No, I, I was going to say I my first year in the pros in the MLL, um, I briefly played with uh, John Grant Jr. before we traded him to uh -huh. Ohio. And then the following two years, he came back on the coaching staff as our offensive coordinator and, and got to learn from him. And, um, you know, maybe if I had him as, as uh, you know, a coach in a, and under under his guidance, I, you know, definitely could have developed but um, yeah well that's what just learn learn some some tricks and and things from him that were super helpful and i was texting with him this weekend so because I, I scored a goal this weekend it was a little like a fake fake low bring it uh over the top and mm -hmm. i sent it to him and he was dying laughing like 
just stuff that we had talked about and watching him play. You could still play in the NLL uh, if you wanted to. I don't know. You I, know think, I think it's I Is think that it's totally – are you yeah. just passed? Yeah. Why do you think that? I don't know. But you're you're still – you move like – Yeah, I don't like know. Like myself in 2012, but yeah. quicker. But yeah. in my mind, I was that yeah. quick. But you could still play. Is yeah. it So is that just like a – just, I think it just goes back to the original reason why I didn't want to do it. Now yeah. that I'm older, uh-huh. um, then it's like, all right, do you? I don't know. Yeah, it's just you wanna, that that the water has passed yeah. under the bridge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, it would have been good. Yeah. I'm not saying that to have you be sitting here. And right, regret, maybe I'll give it a shot. Regret you convinced well, me. <laughs> I would love to have you to give it a shot because I'm telling you, you'd be you'd be damn good. Um. So you're a guy. So you, how many did you win multiple MLL championships? Uh, two, yeah. The three years that I played, we were in all three finals. Uh, won the first one, lost the second, and then won uh, the third year. Wow. Yeah. Just how casual you were saying that. Yeah. Just two for three yeah. in the MLL. Yeah. Um. So what? How's that tra- MLL versus PLL? Obviously, they've merged for what that's worth but Mm -hmm. not really a merger got rid of most of the teams acquisition kept one yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's more like the rescue of a a sinking ship what how's the what's the difference like what just the professionalism is through the roof the quality of play as a yeah watching i think a couple things the the professionalism um you know the scarcity of roster spots and guys um training and preparing professionally um Mm -hmm. and not saying that wasn't the case in the mll but there's a heightened sense of urgency with it Uh um with more eyeballs on it um, more money more money more eyeballs with nbc games are played on national television there's um you know more people talking about it um i wouldn't say it's mainstream yet but Uh but more people are talking about it and it's cool um and i think they do a phenomenal job broadcasting the highlights uh through social media and that's you know where where people talk about it right mm-hmm. like viral videos anything like that um they do an incredible job i think that it's one of the best media teams in all of sports um they do an incredible job posting highlights immediately during the game like literally two minutes after a highlight yeah. um is on the field it's it's on social media so yeah um i think that and uh the dimensions of the field um it's it's 10 yards out of the middle of the field, the, the two point arcs lowered to 15 yards. Um, so everything's a little tighter, uh, but the game, the pace of the game is incredible. Um, and you know, everyone on the field, there's no weak spots on the field. I feel like Mm -hmm. in the MLL, um, there was guys that you could attack matchups. There was guys that you can expose on offense, be like, all right, let's, we're not sliding to him. We're going after him. Everyone lock a Jason or whatever, like leave him on aisle and make him beat you. There's, there's no one like that um, in the PLL, which is great. Well, I'm thinking Um, about coming back. So don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got a spot. We think we got a spot open. Just lock. Boyo solo just retired. We're just going to strip Gibson. Yeah. Um, No, do you think that brings out the best in like, your, I mean, it's clearly the pace is way better and mm-hmm. the talent is through the roof. In terms of your game, is that better for you, that it's tighter quarters? And- um, yeah, it's it's a combination of both. Um, it's harder to score. It's a lot harder to you score. You think it's harder to score? I think it's harder to score. Mm-hmm. Defenses are that much better. Is that why? Um, is it the, because? The shot clock is, is quicker, 52 seconds. So uh-huh. 
you get a you get a decent ride on a team and then they they get it over they only got 30 seconds to to play offense yeah and then by the time they they sub 25 seconds so it's quick Mm -hmm. um the transition is it's easier to stop transition with the shortened middle of the field you know in the mll it would be like a a slow developing five on four or whatever because guys are flying to the box and they gotta run 30 yards onto the field now it's it's quick in and in and out um through the box so transit a transition is still a huge part of the game but it, i feel like it's easier to defend that's if that makes if that makes sense it does i, I so if you watch if you watch any film or watch any of the replays of the game you'll see it's 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 a little harder to score in transition even though the the shot clock is 52 seconds and there are more a, transition a very opportunities. interesting side effect yeah right yeah because the, everyone talks about there's more transition shorter field but you're saying there's it's a shorter field so it's actually easier to sub yeah wow yeah I mean, it goes both ways. There's definitely transition opportunities, yeah. but not as frequent as MLL, where there is there's you know 70 yards from box to box, box to box, or whatever that is. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, and the and the quarters are 12 minutes, so mm-hmm. the games go by super quick. Running time. Is that? Do you think? Um. Just at an individual level, that the defenders, and obviously this would not just the defenders, but you can only speak to the defenders because you're playing against them. Are they just better? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. I think so I'll give. Them I mean, that. I'll give. I'll give them that. They're just good. the game. They let them throw hacks too. It's ju- oh, I love the and j- there's a level of physicality that you yeah. know you can let the boys let grab the boys a helmet play. or yeah, yeah, like they let them play. Um, and I think the refs do a, a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like yeah. I like the level of like there are so many plays in hockey where yeah there could be fights in hockey, but a lot of the exciting parts are where it doesn't get to a fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, grabbing on a helmet or grabbing on jerseys and you get that like, you know, the yeah, refs we had, are... Yeah, we had, we had a scrum uh, this weekend. At the end, end of the quarter, pushing, shoving, a couple helmets ripped off, but uh-huh. they let it go. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing I love crazy. that. Yeah. I think fighting is legal in the PLL. Is it? It's legal. You just can't take your helmets off and square up, but you can, you can fight someone for sure. And then what happens? Like you, you don't get penalty. suspended? I think it's a five-minute penalty. Really? Yeah. Should I try what? it this weekend? Yeah. <laughs> well, just pick your battles. Yeah. <laughs> you so you can get into a fight. My boy BJ Grill. I'll score up with him. Yeah, that's a good size <laughs> matchup. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's on the water dogs. Yeah, he's he's a good size matchup. But you're scrappy, so you might yeah. actually. And you played hockey, so yeah. fighting on your feet and not. But space. yeah, I, I um yeah fighting in the rule books, fighting fighting is technically legal. You just can't unbuckle the helmets and take them off and square up at, at midfield really i yeah. love to hear yeah. this i'm sure you'll see one this year i did not yeah so what well this is a good are you friendly with uh most of the guys in the league like are you even on this podcast and your general aura you're pretty like you you seem to be very friendly and seem to you know say the right things whereas like how you play seems mm-hmm. to have a chippiness where you have to hate some people i mean i like whatever happens on the field happens on the field mm-hmm. i don't bring I, I i rarely bring anything off the field to a personal like hatred of anyone or dislike of anyone and i feel like i'm generally friendly to you know most of the guys in the league and a lot of those guys i've been on you know, roster turnovers, so many of the guys that you've played with or, you know, played against where you're brushing shoulders and we're, we're traveling with each other and staying in the same hotels every weekend. So you're running into guys, meeting new people. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to 
be beefing with anyone like oh, on a, con- on a it's consistent not, it's not that hard after <sighs> some of the reason <laughs> yeah i can't speak for everyone but <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah i mean like it's just it's there's really no point to have a uh, consistent beef with anyone that's just like you're you're like dreading to go travel to see you know yeah you might run into someone here and there but um you know, whatever happens on the field, I try and keep it on the field. Yeah. Um, well, if it fuels you, right? If it's like, if there are these um, competitive relationships uh, between players, yeah, I'm thinking of like NBA type of thing where the player is like, oh, you know, Jordan verse. I'm, I'm such a bad sports fan, but mm-hmm. I'm sure Jordan had a guy who, he, every guy As he was Thomas competitive Spahn. with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where that actually drove him. But yeah. it sounds like for you, that doesn't drive you. Like having a specific competitive relationship against another guy, you're, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. You're mm. playing playing them with the same fire? No. Nah. I mean, because I have a lot of respect for the guys that I'm playing against. I mean, I'm just going to talk in terms of like defenders guarding me. Uh-huh. Um, I don't have any like personal uh, desire to... I need to like smoke this guy or I need to beat this guy or uh-huh. this team. It's like whenever you're out there, you you want to play the best that you can. It doesn't matter who's guarding you yeah. or who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, that can, that does fire, fire guys up like individually, it, 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 but, but I wouldn't say that's something where I'm thinking about before a game. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I'm really looking forward to this matchup or I'm like, I need to get this guy, this game. Like, yeah. I feel like you well, got to just bring it every for game. For some people it works yeah. and for some people it doesn't. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm certainly not a fan of everyone in the league, obviously, yeah. but I never like bring that into, nah. I'm not like. I don't like this guy. I think the there's field. some reverse psychology to being a good guy on the field and trying to sweet talk him. And there definitely yeah, is not having hacky, well, hacky yeah, to pieces. Yeah, they well. I feel like I personally can't do that because, yeah. you know, yeah. you it's know, just. I, I mean, that's not my game, but could be. Yeah, you're not nice on the field. No. So you're saying as a potential, you are you talking shit? It out depends there? who. It it does depend who's guarding me. I'll 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 talk guys up. Do you so you get absolutely laid out sometimes, yeah. like in your highlights yeah. too? And this is a very that would I I don't think I've really I mean, knock on wood, there's no wood here, but like in in the pros, I've been super you know careful about going to the net uh-huh. um, because you need to be calcu- calculated in terms of the risks that you take because they let a lot of stuff go um, and guys finish their hits. Um, I think I was um, you know. A lot more wild in college, mm-hmm. willing to to put my body on the line and 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 risk those hits. But over the years, those hits add up, um, yeah. and I want to continue playing the game. Yeah. Um, so you you know you think twice about going to the net for sure. Definitely. You ever have any concussion issues? Uh, I'm, I've missed a couple games um, in college, and then missed a couple games in the pros. But nothing that held me out mm-hmm. for a significant uh, period of time. But you know, you always have to be wary of that and and conscious of that and um i think i think the refs do a good job of of you know monitoring the line uh, you know big hits letting 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 the game be physical but also you know throwing flags and reviewing you know dirty dirty headshots i think you know you got you gotta you gotta watch out for guys and, and their heads for sure yeah, well, a kid at 52, Apple on your team yeah. throws some high ones, but he also yeah. he just throws, throws, throws good th- hits. Throw, people get upset with Garrett because oh, he's, I love I love he, his hits. He is one of the more most consistent guys of lining guys up in the middle of the field. He's and got he a, connects 
and it and no one really does that and they they're just they just see a big hit and they're like what the hell was that like throw the flag oh i love it he has a definite talent for it. He's because good. When he's you good. Just see it's timing. It take it that takes skill. Like, exactly. He's he one of the a, best in the game at it. Um, I don't really know who else is. Up I think there he's got to be. The, he has to be the the top guy. Yeah. So um, and sometimes and the the his pushback could be and he, maybe he doesn't even care. I mean, he doesn't. Sometimes you get head high. Sometimes yeah. you get head. And it's part of the sport. Yeah. Imagine no, if there was never a guarantee that there would never be a high hit. Yeah. Hmm. Nah, no. No. It's not really for the, me. The game, the game's too fast, um, but I feel like you got to make those split second decisions. But the more you know, skilled you are at it, the you know, the more successful you will be at having a good hit um, as opposed to a reckless headshot. Yeah, um, and not that like that that shit happens. Um, well, if but, you're a takeaway defender, yeah, a prolific takeaway defender, you, the odds of you getting a slash to the head go up. Do they not? Yep. So. Similar type of situation where yeah. the, he bodies people, and yeah. sometimes, you know, he catches you, catches yeah. you a little high. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um, it's good to be on his team, but guys, <laughs> guys on other teams get rattled by it for sure. Um, yeah, they, they don't like it. So Did he, he he always has to answer to stuff. Uh, but I think he does a good job of sticking up for himself and sticking up for his teammates. Yeah. Did he play that way in practice in college? No, no. Um, I don't like he he would just like run and like stop and make sure like let you know that he could have yeah, but yeah, yeah. like he would he would never like lay anyone out in practice i like that Save well i'm a, I'm a i'm a fan of that. i don't i don't know the kid personally yeah. but like who doesn't like yeah. someone getting just yeah. torched yeah <laughs> he, he does a good job of it yeah he does um but i was gonna say before you get laid out in these highlights and this is a a very it it takes something to pull it off you would get hit and then you get up so quickly and you score. Mm-hmm. So it's your highlight. So you're getting hit. And you're actually, you stand over the guy that hit you. And I was like, is that allowed? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he, he just, he was the one that got laid out. But yeah. then he scored and then he stands over the guy. And I was like, that's, I think that's, that's badass. Yeah. I don't, I can't tell if he's like a boss or if like he's twisting my mind. <laughs> like he just got laid out. Is he allowed to stand over I the don't, guy? I don't know which one you're talking about. But the Maryland one. Oh, oh, yeah. That's actually that's Matt Dunn, and talk about like a guy who you know you know you're gonna be going up against, and you want to play well against, but have that insane respect for him, and that I guess that started um, in college. But um, yeah, I mean, I just don't like getting hit and being like laying on the ground. So what happens? You just get up quick. I just try and get up quick, but um, or get up if he falls too. Try to get up before him, but yeah, um, that's what it goes back. Like I think it was I forget what it was like might hockey like i got hit and mm-hmm. uh was laying on the ice my dad he was like unless you're like dead just like get up like, get up immediately yeah because i was like a little baby and and laying on the ground well there's you're the opposite of the guys who when they get hit they're down and it's a big thing it's like you're yeah. not you're yeah. not really hurt you yeah know, this isn't yeah this isn't soccer yeah i don't know enough about you getting laid out um <laughs> let's talk about notre dame why so why did you go to notre dame um I mean, between the schools that I was getting recruited by at the time, probably the combination of, you know, their lacrosse program and athletically or academically, mm-hmm. uh, it was probably, you know, the best best fit for me. Um, and looking back, I probably, you know, I mean, I definitely wouldn't change where I went. Um, I mean, it was between 
Hofstra and Fairfield and Maryland. Uh, I know Lars Tiffany at Brown was recruiting me heavy, but I never went and visited there. So those three schools that I just mentioned were the schools that I that I originally uh, visited. Hofstra, Fairfield, and Maryland. And Maryland. Yeah. You could have ended up at Maryland, huh? Yeah. They made a big. So I had to do a PG year, mm-hmm. um, and then when they found that out, because Coach. Coach Morant's son, Ryan, was the offensive coordinator there. And when, you know, they found out that I had to do a PG year, they kind of went at me hard my senior year, took a visit there. Earhart was my uh, my host on my on my visit. Mm-hmm. Had a great time. Um, but, um, you know, just thinking about it long term and nothing bad about Maryland um, and their program. I just felt like I, just I made the commitment to Notre Dame and, you know, who had, doesn't had to stick ha- it who out. Who doesn't hate Maryland, though? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't really hate Maryland. They win so much. Yeah, they, they're just, good. They're yeah. good. Oh, it's good to be hated they're for the reason that they're sure. hated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't. You yeah. know, nothing. Do a lot of winning. People hate. I feel like people that's what hate I mean. winners. Yeah. yeah. So of course I hate Maryland. But you <laughs> torched Maryland in yeah. your college career. So yeah. that that didn't turn out too hot for yeah. them. Yeah. Um. What? Uh, yeah. So I actually almost went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. I did. But I, I was. Did. Uh, I was close. I had some, I don't know. You have to check in with your boy Kevin Cargan. Mm-hmm. I had a scholarship offer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a half. Some it was a good deal. That's so what was, happened. Uh, well, my brother. I wanted to go play yeah. with my brother, yeah. so I ended up not going to Notre Dame. Yeah. And then I was just thinking about it, and it's probably good because people would be like, imagine it's like, oh, you're that lefty that played at Notre Dame, <laughs> uh, Matt Cavanaugh. No, 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 <laughs> no Matt, Matt Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> So, but then the same thing happened at, at Yale, where it's like, oh, the lefty, no. oh, Ben Reeves. Yeah, ben Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, I've been overshadowed either way. It yeah. doesn't really matter, but that's I've always part, been. That's part of it. That's part of it. But I've always been curious about, about the, the note, like, you're Irish, right? Yeah. Are you fully Irish? No, nah, more German than I am Irish. Which, so you have, or 60-40 or yeah, something? Yeah, something like that. Did the did your Irishness have something to do with going to Notre Dame? No, I mean, um I don't know. Maybe, like I never visited there. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time I vi- the first time I visited there was on my recruiting visit. Like I had no connection to it. So you, yeah, you weren't drawn to it. Yeah, it was sheerly ac- like the academic academics. Like, this is a great school, and they were coming off the 2010 title game against Duke, and that was even really before I was following college lacrosse super uh-huh. heavy. So I was like, oh damn, they're they're title contenders, and mm-hmm. I think that was their first title game appearance. So, uh, you know. Just thinking about potentially helping them win a championship was something mm-hmm. that was very enticing, and I wanted to do. Never accomplish that goal, but um, it was it was definitely in the back of my mind. Who was to on that twenty ten? Uh, Shawnee Rogers, Zach Brenneman, David Earl. Yeah, they just had Andrew zero style. Scotty Rock. Like they were efficient, but that te- that was they the- were grinders. That, that's like the OG grinders defense. Uh, I played with David Earl. Yeah, great player. Pre shot clock. I mean, we didn't have a shot clock yet when I was in school, but I feel like we kind of tried to play a more up tempo style, and I feel like we did do a good job of that mm-hmm. um, because Notre Dame gets a. I feel like they get a bad rap of slow it down. Well, it was because of that title. It was because of that title game. It no, was six five. It was just the general style of Notre Dame was that they were so good on defense, very disciplined, and very disciplined with their possessions on offense, yeah. and just didn't have any. Like none of the players that you just said, they're all great players, mm-hmm. but none of them are like took it to that next level of yeah. like 
people weren't fans of them individually. Yeah. They liked Notre Dame. Yeah. It wasn't until you showed up that it was like, oh. I think like when I got there, it was the perfect storm of of things. We had an incredible couple of recruiting classes mm-hmm. ahead of me and behind me. Um, joining the ACC helped more, you know, yeah. games on ESPN that you had to that, deal with ESPN. I'll give you that. Um, so Notre Dame being in the Big East, I feel like different than Notre Dame elevated to the ACC. Yeah. Um, and being in the ACC, you playing against better guys and, and better teams on a weekly basis. So um, you got to recruit better. And more guys were going there and, and were enticed to go there. Um, you don't think it was – I'm just trying to say it was singularly you that I, no, made the No, <laughs> no. Like, like we got we, – But you were the first one there that it was like, all right, the – I'm a fan of people would be a fan of you, but not necessarily Notre Dame. I think it was because of the the games. I think it was because of the games that we played in um, in the tournament against such good teams, and we ended up winning those games where we got more national attention. Uh Um, Being a part of those teams and being in the mix, you know, as a leader on offense. Yeah, sure. Like I, my name was was up there, but I, you know. Oh, like, you're playing, Connor, you're playing like, yeah, the but, humble card. You're yeah, playing, I don't uh, know. I don't know. Well, I'm telling you from a from an outsider's perspective, I, I t- already told you I hate Notre Dame because you guys beat me in my final game. But there was something beyond that where I was like, Notre Dame's boring to watch. Mm-hmm. Like their their defense is amazing, but they just slow it down. And they, they did what any team with a great defense does. Mm-hmm. You lean on the defense, right? It's yeah. like long possessions, mm-hmm. not necessarily the most exciting and risky lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And it made sense, and it was effective. And like, who am I to hate them? They they beat us in the yeah. final game. Yeah. But I, once you showed up, I feel like there was a level of like excitement to where I don't think anyone was rooting for Notre Dame unless they were a fan of Notre Dame. Yeah. Like the school. Yeah. In the lacrosse program, but I think once you arrived, people were rooting for you, and maybe not even Notre Dame. Yeah. I was like, well, I hope Matt goes five and three, but they lose by one yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's not no, we, had, we had. That never we had ballers. No, we had we had ballers on offense. Like, yeah, he keeps. Deflecting. I know, but <laughs> it, I think like going back to my sophomore year when we got matched up with Albany. I don't like we were a higher seed than them in the tournament, but I don't think really anyone thought that we were going to be able to compete with them. Uh-huh. And if you look at that game and look at all the highlight goals that Albany scored, I think we matched them in those highlight goals. It's who, like, who was on that team? On our team? Yeah. Uh, well, our, all three of our attackmen had over 30 goals that year. Like We were, we put we put up a lot of points mm-hmm. that year. Um, who were jo- Johnny Sosha and Connor Doyle, who's you know arguably one of the most underrated guys that, I, must that be, I played I with. Can't re- I can't, yeah. I'm just saying, I remember one person on that line, yeah. and it's he's, I'm chatting with him. Yeah. So. But not not to take anything away from them. Yeah. But there's a certain quality. There's a reason that no one knows who and Notre Dame people. Yeah. But like. But you could just look at it like in our on our PLL our Redwoods team like. Well, us yeah. and Mar- us but, and Maryland are the only your two. Era. I'm saying once, exactly. Like, I played era. with I ba- I played with all those guys. I yeah, played yeah, with yeah. all of them. So well, like, they're all part of the same storm. I'm saying once you showed up, it yeah. was like Matty Ice and. And Notre Dame. Yeah, but to I don't know. I I know you don't want to hear that, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm it just with it you. just I like I like the humble you could, play. You could, you could just see it in terms of the success of Maryland and what they've had, and that translates to how many how many pro guys they have and the success a lot of those the the Whip Snakes team has, and uh-huh. almost the entire team is Maryland guys, defense and offense. 
Um, and I think we're in like second in terms of PLL pros from, a, you know, an individual college. And you could see the success that we've had over the past two years. It's so ingrained into the Notre Dame culture and like tight knit mm-hmm. um, things that we've done together um, have that built in chemistry already. So, you know, yeah. it, it's it's pre- it's pretty unique. So, but yeah, no one will be a fan of the Redwoods unless you're on the team. You see, I'm, it's the they- same theme. <laughs> No, I mean, obviously your defense has – no one follows a team for the defense, no. though, and it's just a flaw. Like, it's – Yeah. But know, it's kind of cool, cool. Like, you know, but you, you take a look at the NFL, like the Ravens. They're always having a good defense, and they're always good. The Steelers, always But who do you remember? Defense. You remember, like, Ed Reed. You remember – like, you remember specific players mm-hmm. within a system. And I agree that the defense yeah. is always good yeah. at Notre Dame. But that there was something about your arrival there that – made the team easier to root for mm-hmm. and take we'll, we'll move on from that because yeah. i know you refuse all yeah. you you just pure humility yeah and uh but i can guarantee you that that yeah. is the and i'm sure that if you got the coaching staff in a very maybe a barroom conversation yeah. they would say you know there was something there yeah i mean there's also like taking the responsibility of those like last shots and you know, being the guy or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, there also comes a downside when you don't succeed and you know, eventually don't win a championship in your four years. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you take a lot of that burden. So, um, yeah. there's positives and negatives, and people's image of you uh, changes whether you know you're successful in those moments or not. And you know, we we were a pretty successful team, but obviously didn't achieve our ultimate goal in winning a national championship. So. You know, that's just something you look back on being like, well, it is, I wish you I wish you we got that opportunity. So, yeah, but you look at how many great players are like Lyle didn't win a championship. No. You beat that you want that you're that one game. Yeah. So you beat them. Yeah. But it's like, does that really? Of course, it would have been great if Lyle won a title. But yeah. No one's saying that he's not. Yeah. We beat Lyle them. Is. We beat them again. The following quarterfinal. So he probably <laughs> he probably hates us. I love Lyle, though. Yeah. Love if, I mean, just probably the greatest player to ever play mm-hmm. um what uh, what was it like playing against that team? i know you said apple didn't lay lay you out in practice but mm-hmm. like the do you feel like playing against that defense every day in practice is because that defense is just year after yeah. year yeah landis landis was a two-time schmeiser award winner mm-hmm. that's the defender um, of the year yep yeah his junior and senior year mm-hmm. um eddie glazner who's our captain on defense for the redwoods now he didn't play his first two years so he on the scout team, he was guarding me. Yeah, and I like, played with him in Atlanta. Yeah, for great guy and mm-hmm. one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, just everything that you ask for as a teammate. Because there's certain guys uh, in your college career, I'm sure they were on your team, where it's if you're not playing by your freshman, sophomore year and your junior year comes up, you either totally tune out and just say screw it and, you know, don't put that effort in. But Eddie was the guy where it's like, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get on the field and, and get better. And, we grinded it out for for two years um, in practice, so uh, just like the iron sharpen iron, uh, you know, saying uh, he he made me a better player, I made him a better player. So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of cool looking back on those years. But you know, when you have three guys from your college team who all started, you know, basically three years together, and then transfer that into the pros, it's kind of unique. Um, Definitely, and, and not a lot of not a lot of units can say. Um, that they have that and now our lsm john Sexton, he won the schmeiser his senior year as well so it's like there's some there's some studs that that i've gotten lucky to play with um and play against in practice and now compete 
also professionally. So it's, it, it's yeah. pretty cool. Um, and, it, and offensively, it gives you the freedom to, to, to make those risky plays and, and take those chances because you know those guys the down low are, are going to strap down. up and, and, and send it right back to you. So um, that defense, the solid defense, gives you the, the confidence to kind of ball out and, and mm-hmm. play your game and not play so yeah. uptight. It's why they probably take it really slow on the clear because they're like, Maddie's just going to turn it down at the other end because he knows <laughs> Let's take our good. time on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it's pretty interesting. Like, is that like a mo- – I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a huge pro sports fan. Um, mm-hmm. um, I know being in New York, it's, it's you're such an outlier. Where people are like, you don't like the yeah, yeah. like the Knicks or the yeah. Rangers? I know you're a Rangers yeah. fan, but no, I yeah. don't. I'll watch a game and like I appreciate athletics, mm-hmm. but – you know, I don't. It doesn't at all affect my mood. I'll mm-hmm. cheer for any game or any sport. Yeah. You know, and you'll probably get beat up in a bar yeah. in New York <laughs> for doing that. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, yeah, yeah they're like wrong team. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's something to be said about the what the PLL, what the what the unique thing that happened in the PLL where they were able to like curate these teams based on where people played in college. Is that something that exists in other pro sports? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, uh, say you were to make the Knicks, you're just be like, all right, we're just going to take everyone from Kansas, yeah, like a Kentucky top here. team. Um, I mean, just because it's a brand new league and they had to, you know, build in the the fan affinity towards certain uh-huh. teams yeah. somehow, some way. I yeah. think that was the smartest way to do it. So right away, people who were fans of Notre Dame lacrosse automatically became fans of yeah, the Redwoods. Sweet. And then we had, you know, legends sprinkled in. We had Greg Gurenlian, so he had his whole following uh, uh-huh. fans, Kyle Harris and Joe Walters. So, like, we had a crazy crew of people, um, you know, following us um, and just on our team that first year. And um, it, they've only done a, a good a good job of growing that the last couple of years. And I think eventually, hopefully, the the long term goal will be franchise these teams out into cities. Yeah, um, but so until then, it's um, they. I think they've they've done a a great job of building that fan affinity and, and yeah, loyalty. It's pretty, it, but it's 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 tough because um, you know traveling city to city, you don't have that home home city support. Yeah. Um, and I was spoiled playing in Denver for the Outlaws, which I would consider probably the best home field advantage in the MLL would you agree or no yeah no yeah because well, they, there were so many yeah there were so many so many loyal so many loyal fans and um it was it was just a fun place to play in so hopefully in the next few years uh or at least down the line they they franchise these teams out and, and put them in cities so they're that that pop popularity and, and fan affinity yeah, continues to continues to grow. Yeah, I mean playing in New York for, in the MLL, you know, I could hear my my brothers. Yeah, yeah. individually. Yeah, I wish I got a chance. To and play they're for the chirping Lizards. me and the Lizards yeah. cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it was Denver. Definitely had like a that was a good place to play. Yeah. Do you, yeah, I hope the PLL sets up franchises and I don't know what they're planning. I have no idea whether or not, yeah. but it seems like you know the Redwoods yeah. would predict where would they be set up the northwest right i mean you're not gonna put the the redwoods down in texas right i mean it wouldn't make sense (laughs) sense. are you i don't know i don't know how they're gonna do that they'd have to strategically do that but you know you would be dumb not to franchise these teams out and i think over time the more the as the value grows on on the league and individual brands of the teams i think people will be buying into the league for sure i mean at least that's what I'm assuming or predicting. Yeah. Well, I was saying, I was talking to, I think my brother, but 
there seems to be a certain a certain buzz about the sport itself right now, pro and college. And yeah. It just feels like, you know, it's a very intangible thing. And sometimes it takes someone who's been around the sport for as long as we have to be like, okay, this feels a little bit different than yeah. five years ago. Yeah, or when 100%. I played. Yeah, it was like, there seems to be a a snowball effect that and it might be a slowly accumulating snowball. I'm not talking about yeah. the PLL being the NHL in five mm-hmm. years. I'm talking about it being 25% of the NHL in eight years mm-hmm. type of thing. But mm-hmm. progress is progress. Yeah. And, but it does feel like that, that there's some momentum headed into a hundred percent. Just, I mean, I've been playing pro since 2016. So five, five or six years now. And, just like coming out, you you didn't know what it was about. It was like, oh, you got drafted. You're going to show up and, and play or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, I just feel like even when I was a senior in college, it was like, all right, you got drafted pro, but it wasn't anything where you were trying to pursue it as a profession. Now, I feel like kids who I think they do a great job of connecting with the youth players where it's like now they have their eyes set on being a professional lacrosse player. So that's only going to pay off years down the line um and even kids in college are, are training and, and thinking about that when they come out of college like mm-hmm. playing professionally so yeah. um i think you? I, I when i was in college yeah no i mean i got i got drafted and they held the draft before our senior season so obviously it was on my mind throughout mm-hmm. that seat that's that season but yeah i can't say going into college i was thinking about playing professional lacrosse me neither so it just happened organically and uh, i was uh fortunate enough to have a successful college career where i got i did get drafted um, and had the opportunity to play. So, um, but that wasn't something on my mind, but I, I feel like now with the popularity and the eyeballs on the game now, and they do such a good job of connecting with, you know, the, the younger players and, and the youth players, high school, and even in college where kids are, are set on trying to hopefully play in the, in the PLL, which I think is a great thing. Definitely. I mean, even if you're not a full-time pro or sorry, even if you have a job like yourself, mm-hmm. right. It has like echoes of the college situation, like going to like having a full time job is kind of like still being in college and playing lacrosse Mm -hmm. where one feeds the other. Like you stay disciplined and you're working out for lacrosse, but then you have your full time job and one keeps you competitive in the other. It's just like chicken and the egg situation. So even if you're not dead set on being like, all right, I want to run my own camps and you know, start my own MK10 company. Yeah, you have to, I would assume that there's still only a small fraction or percentage of guys that are 100% playing lacrosse. Mm -hmm. You think, but coaching I think a a majority of guys are working. You think? Yeah. I'm sure we can. Like guys are coaching high school, guys are coaching college. Yeah, that that would be a good case study. Coaching for me is... College, basic high school. Well, no, no, no. Like I'm saying that would fall into the realm of full-time lacrosse. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're just making enough off their sponsorship deals. Yeah, yeah. To- yeah no, there's de- there's definitely a lot of high school coaches. There's definitely a lot of college coaches mm-hmm. that are playing. Um, but I, what percentage I would, of guys do you I would think still are think the majority. I, I would still think the majority are are, are working full-time. So what, like 70% of people are, are working nah, full-time? I would, I, would, I would predict it maybe 60, 40, mm-hmm. 50 Eight, is there 42. an increasing i don't want to call it pressure but to not do that like is there any dichotomy th- between those who do and those who don't i th- i mean i think you ha- you got like especially coming out you got to be pretty dedicated to stick 
Yeah. Um, you have to be dedicated. You have to be fully committed, you know, right off the bat. It's hard to be given that opportunity and then pass it up or, you know, not be ready for it and then get it, that second crack at it. Yeah. Um, do you think it's have, do you find it hard to stay in shape and stay? No, no. I mean, once you're in a good routine mm-hmm. of working out and, and staying in shape and, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, w- I was doing that the first couple of years out. So I got into a good routine. Doing uh, lacrosse full time. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I planted a flag as a professional lacrosse player mm-hmm. early on. So um, just staying to, you know, off-season routines isn't that hard. It's, you know, don't eat like shit and don't party crazy um, where it affects you uh, physically. So. Are you uh, talking directly to me? <laughs> we're making eye contact. <laughs> Not you specifically. I'm talking broad general uh, speaking. Know, but, I know. Um, but no, I hear you. You seem you seem disciplined for the long run. Um, uh, you you touched on it earlier, and I didn't go into it fully because we were kind of on another subject. But what is the Matty Ice thing? Who came up with Matt? Your nickname is Matty Ice. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't call, say that's my nickname, but, well, hey, but my boy Eamon McEnany would call me that. When oh, we is were, he the one that came up with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I feel like that's Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, and uh, for the Falcons. Well, there's a thing on. Sorry, my phone's ringing again for the second time. Um, there's a you know you have highlight tapes that say Matty Ice. Yeah, I'm more referring to your how clutch you are yeah. whether or not that's maddie I-, I thought maddie ice was the nickname you got for like ice in a game nah. and, like, ending it i think amon just o- always had those like buzz like so catchphrase is- like nicknames for guys that he really but that like that's what you know yeah, i feel like popul- popularity around notre dame and myself came from was uh, national attention from media and playing on TV almost every Saturday. So, oh, okay. and Eamon being a Notre Dame lacrosse alum, oh, he was definitely, that. definitely heavy, okay. so heavily uh, gassing up the Irish. Yeah, so. I thought so. I was going to ask what the the nickname meant, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just he made it up. I, he, yeah, yeah. Okay, what uh, what? So you have a lot of clutch moments in your career, and you seem to be like a hot and cold player. That that sounds like that sounds negative, but it means mm-hmm. like when you're good, you're good, mm-hmm. and like you get going, mm-hmm. and you you really get going at the end of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like I was looking up online today highlights of you, and you have a highlight tape that's just game winning stuff, uh-huh. which you know it kind of made me a little bit angry because I don't even have a regular highlight tape Damn. of stuff, but you had it's like two minutes of I've seen your highlight tape. You win it, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> But even your game-winning goal highlight tape doesn't. Whoever made that uh-huh. missed a few highlights because yeah. I went deep on your highlights, and there were a few like a UNC yeah. triple overtime winner that he didn't put uh-huh. in the. So we should reach out to that kid yeah. and have him add it. Yeah. Edit but that. why are you so good at, at the end of the game? And like, is that a conscious? Like, I know you're not Maddie Ice, but is it once it gets two minutes and it's tie game, like, um, it's Maddie Ice time? Or I don't know. I mean, it's just feeling feeling it out um and you know taking those risks and living with the consequences because Mm -hmm. for however many of those game winning goals there are i'm sure you could put a highlight tape that you know i fucked up at the end of the games um Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's maybe it just we're in so many of those tight games where we came out on top because 
I feel like we did play in a lot of those tight games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, be, I feel like being a lefty attackman, you're always in a spot to score or succeed. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything, like, that I but do is it, individually. Like, well, to, at the, when the time comes and it's a close game, are you like – what in, psychologically, are you like, oh, well, I mean, if of you course have, I, I, I have to be I, the one. I think – no, I'm not – looking out being like i'm going to do this but you are because you're well no no but if there's an if there's an opportunity that comes up you have to be aggressive and you know you're getting the ball yes if it's that yeah you got you have to be aggressive because so many times people myself included like you're hesitant and you know you overthink things and say Mm -hmm. oh should i do this or should i do that like you have i feel like you have to be aggressive in you know a late game situation or over time um you know so is that is that uh like are you nervous when that comes a hundred percent okay until until the ball goes in the back of the net then it's a sigh of relief but yeah yeah. um yeah it's 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 pretty nerve-wracking like i still i still get nervous before games and Uh um but being there in the situation a bunch especially um as an underclassman my freshman year there was a couple of games where I had overtime winners. So it was, it wasn't like a foreign thing for me, if that makes sense. Um, I had yeah. been there before. There was, um, a, it was one of them was an indoor game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pen- the, that wasn't my on fir- the my first, my first two, uh, f- the first three weeks of my freshman year were insane. Cause we played Duke and I played really well and we won. They were mm-hmm. the number one team in the country. And then we won an overtime against Penn State and triple overtime against UNC. So those were the first three weeks of my college career. And mm-hmm. I had two game-winning goals in in the Penn State and the UNC back-to-back. So it was like – it was just a crazy, weird start. Yeah. So do you have going fit- forward from there, it was like, all right, I've already been in this. Do you have of that? Yeah, I, like, yeah, I remember Like those. about how you felt about having the um, – about the pressure of having the ball at the end of the game. Well, one of them you – the, off the, the feed so the penn state game i hadn't scored that entire game so it was my first goal of the game and it was just a back cut so See, my, the ball was you, in my stick for this is when you turn it on though at the yeah end of the, the game. ball was in my stick for half a second uh-huh. um and then and then the unc one that year uh it was just off a broken playoff like basically uh like a bounce pass ground ball mm-hmm. where i just caught it and shot it yeah. so um, not much time to th- even think about. It. Yeah, but you're you definitely have like a once you guys your brother too. Once you you get going, mm-hmm. it's like don't let him get going. Yeah, right. It's like both of you have that yeah. temper. What do you think it is about your temperament? Is it just like the confidence that you get after you get one and then yeah. you get another? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think just the feeling like you know winning winning the game for your mm-hmm. team um, and being an integral integral part of that. Um, I don't know. I, it's just, it just, it forcing it is when stuff goes wrong. It's uh-huh. like just taking it all in and being calculated and being aggressive while making a smart decision. That's, that's when everything ties together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Pat could have had a, a really cool one this year without a shoot. Did you see that? Did yeah. See that? How did they call that back? I don't know. That would have been a, that would have been a cool one. I didn't see it live, but I yeah. saw it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a joke. Yeah. The fact that that caught, that would have been funny. Yeah. I don't understand how yeah. they made a, concerted decision the refs to, yeah, I to call it, i guess back. it's in the rules but i don't know i don't care yeah. that should have been yeah. a goal yeah. but yeah if, if your brother gets going he he yeah. gets going too yeah. do you know yeah. what i mean like mm-hmm. he seems like you guys seem to have that in common mm-hmm. must have been something you guys worked on in the backyard yeah i don't know um how about out like you mentioned that you had to do a p what, what was it like to or academically rather at uh notre dame 
it was tough. Um, I think just like you said, being a Division One athlete uh-huh. um, and and a student, it's a it's a full time job. So there's not much time to mess around, and um, it's pretty you know it's pretty rigorous. So um, and then you know trying to nurse injuries and stuff like that, going to the training room and, and balancing your time. It's it's pretty tough traveling a lot. We were in Notre mm-hmm. Dame and playing on the East Coast and the ACC and the Big East, so. There's a lot of travel, um, a lot of missed time in the classroom on, on Fridays or whatever. So you got to make up work. Um, so obviously we had our fun, but um, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a full time job. Don't paint it to be too bleak. Yeah, no, no, no. We, um, we did definitely you do well fun. academically? Not, 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 as, not as good as I, I should have or could have. Yeah, so. oh, I'm, I'm in the same boat. That's kind of a – but it's also – and granted, this is – it sounds very defensive, but – to be like an athlete at a top top academic school, and granted, I'm not talking about people who just get in. So I can only speak from my own experience, but there was definitely a, a lot of, I wouldn't call it animosity, but like why, why should you get into a top university? Yeah. Right? Why are you, you play a sport? How yeah. does that pertain to I mean, skill? I know at Chaminade, guys are super competitive and, you know, a lot of guys in my class were going to Ivy League schools and these... These kids who had 100 averages were pissed off. And well, the, I, yeah, with same guys thing with at, like 90 averages. Well, same going. thing in high school. <laughs> yeah. The same thing in high school where it's like if someone is fully academically inclined, they're a little bit rubbed the wrong way. But yeah. if you get into a really good school because you're good at a sport mm-hmm. and you could, uh, you know, you don't think if I put all my – if I just yeah. focused on the books that I, that I yeah, would get in there? Yeah. I think that I know that I would, but yeah. it, you think you you could? Uh, I think you like everyone. You think you could catch a lacrosse ball? Ev- yeah, everyone brings <laughs> something different. Like no, I know. I'm just not ca- saying lacrosse is a huge money maker, but um, you know, you're representing the school on a national, a, not- a national level. So mm-hmm. um, and there's the, something to that. And the sport. Well, I think the diff- like where I'm envious of of Notre Dame is that is the respect that they have for sports. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like. There's a huge, like, yeah. respect for the athletic tradition yeah. in a way where the athletes are. I I don't want to speak for you, but not idolized, but respected as like a very big outward facing part of the university. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's got to be up there as one of the top athletic programs mm-hmm. from top to bottom. And did you feel that way at school? I that- think so. Yeah, um, they treat you right. Um, they they do a lot of things for you, uh, give you, give you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. and also in the classroom, they give you, um, you know, tutors just and just a, a lot of, no, <laughs> no, I wish, <laughs> um, you know, they give, they give you a lot of resources to help you be the best. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, that just is a testament to the school and, and their, their dedication to athletics because it's such an integral part of, uh, the university, yeah. um, obviously super Which rich cool. fo- football history, um, but they like to compete in, in a lot of sports and, um, that's why people are, I think that's why people are so passionate about Notre Dame. They're, they're tied to the football program. And then that's, that branches off to other sports as well. Um, and to be a part of that is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Well, it does feel like that, that we're approaching a time where, well, you know, I know it, if you're a, a elite academic school, obviously you have to pick your what field do you want your you have students are they elite 
academically or are they people who could be elite academically if they had all their time mm-hmm. given to academics otherwise they're, they're not gonna be good at sports yeah and right. i'm not trying to shit on the ivy league but you could just see it in this past year with yeah league. with covid like <laughs> they chose they they totally you know blew off their student athletes they yeah didn't give a shit about them exactly um, well that's they where... didn't even attempt uh to rectify the situation or even like yeah. try and help them out and on the opposite end, Notre Dame, they were one of the first schools to be like, we're playing football this year. Like, we're going to make it happen. If there's no fans, whatever, we're going to we're gonna get a football season. Yeah. Is that because there's a lot of money involved for them um, with, you know, a lot of things tied to the football program? Maybe. But it's also, you know, them supporting the players and, and the, the athletes at the school, showing them that they care about them and that's something that I appreciate. And, For and, sure. And, you know, not saying it was a decision uh, of my, like uh, something that helped me make my decision to go to Notre Dame, but yeah. actually knowing that they had a super strong athletic program, um, it was something that I, I seriously considered. Yeah. I mean, that's like, you hit the nail on the head, like the, that juxtaposition yeah. of Notre Dame versus what the Ivy League did. Yeah. They just canceled the whole season. And like yeah. you said, I'm sure obviously money is involved. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Notre Dame football brings in money. Mm-hmm. But what does it say when you just ca- you just canceled the whole season where all Last these- Last year and this year. Yeah, basically where, where, two years. where all of these other schools successfully managed it. Yep. Like you say you're an elite university and you can ideally problem solve yeah. at a high level. Yeah. You couldn't figure out how to, how to make that work. Yeah. What, why is that? It yeah. just has to do with priorities where- you know, yeah. and that's what I mean. Push is going to come to shove yeah. with with certain schools. Where, sure, if you just want to not favor the athletes and say that, well, you're only here because you play in a sport anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But make that decision and know yeah. that you're not going to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. And it's been a miracle that Yale has been able to win. Yeah, I mean, lacrosse and the Ivies are they go hand in hand. Like it, it was, it felt have, like a weird, it felt have. like a, it felt like a weird year without the because it was such a great year, but. You could see the Ivy talent spread across all the the transfers in in college. Yeah, so it sure. was like, yeah, maybe those teams weren't there, but you could feel the Ivy League's impact. Um, all the, all the top teams this year had Ivy transfers. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it sucks. Um, hopefully Something's they get back right push cause, right push back on track show, next though, year with that. Where- yeah, there's going to be a lot of side effects with recruiting. I know there's already been guys decommitting from mm-hmm. Ivy League schools. Yes. Yeah just left a sour taste in their mouth because exactly. they just showed their colors being like, we're, we're really not that dedicated to, to athletics and yeah, you know, you're going to have to prove it. But I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not very well versed in it, but, but that's just way, my, that's my, firmly, that's my opinion. We're firmly on the athletic side of it. Yeah. So obviously yeah, I'm a jock. We're, we're by, yeah, there's plenty of people who are like, you both are lucky to have gotten into the school. Yeah. You went to. Yeah. <laughs> But then we can student respond athlete. and say that, student like athlete. I said, if we put in the time, yeah. we would have gotten A's. But if the students, you know, the valedictorian put in the yeah. time, would he have shined on a lacrosse field and mm-hmm. been not. given the nickname Addy Ice? No, probably not. Absolutely not. Yeah. We got laid out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I like your take on that. So this PLL season, who... Uh, Anything new, like Lyle coming in into the league, is that uh, the merging of the MLL and the PLL? Is that mm-hmm. uh, an exciting? Does that really legitimize the PLL? I think it does because there's 
there was a lot of outside noise within the PL, like from the MLL being mm. like, oh, well, the best player in the game isn't in the league. So how can you say you have the best players? And and there's just a lot of guys that were still in the MLL who were absolute studs um, and you knew they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so having everyone under the same umbrella, same same league, um, you know, it, it's cool to see. And there's just so many, so many players that, fly under the radar of like media attention that are just so good and it's cool to see um and i'm sure they're going to be highlighted all all summer um for example we have a guy on our team this kid ryan lee out of rit he's complete stud yeah how old is he um a few years younger than me yeah so he's recent grad recent grad he played for the outlaws he plays for the mammoth in the nll um Canadian canadian guy went to the hill um but you know guys like that where they're not getting the attention from like playing in the PLL, but still an absolute stud. Now people are like, oh, wow, this kid's sick. So um, so I'm sure there's going to be more guys coming out of the woodwork throughout the year mm-hmm. um, and solidifying themselves as as stud professional outdoor lacrosse players. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see that all happening. And, it is. Um, and and like- just the like we were talking about before, like just the competition of roster spots is that – that much harder to make and crack a lineup. So I think that's just great for the sport overall. Definitely. I mean, the league needs to add a few teams because some really good guys aren't making lineups. But the, yeah, the the fact that the league, all the games are transparent and well shot and there's highlights. You love to see that because Mm -hmm. you you and I both know in the MLL, you would know guys who are like wildly talented Mm -hmm. and then no one knows who they are. Yeah. And it's like, who? I'm like, dude, this guy is yeah. like like a Jordan McIntosh yeah. type of guy. He's still ripping. Yeah, where it's like, dude, this guy is better than most of the people that yeah. play. Yeah. But, you know, the, you don't watch the NLL and the MLL highlights can only be found down a wormhole mm-hmm. and then they look like they were shot from Grainy a, a blimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but so I love that the PLL is like make, bringing honesty in yeah. that where it's like, and it goes the other way too, mm-hmm. you know? This guy's not that good. Yeah. So guys there's who, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. Exactly. You got to earn it, and it just goes back to being a what what is a professional lacrosse player and your preparation and dedication mm-hmm. to your craft and and your job um, will show on like, during during the game. Yeah. So there's there's nowhere to hide. There's no there's no weak spots in lineups. Um, you listen to the new J Cole album? No. Uh, there's a song in there where he, he talks about that. He, well, he puts a Damien. D- Damian Lillard mm-hmm. is that his name? Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard interview where he talks about all the work of a professional athlete is done. Yeah, it's all decided before the season. Before, yeah, and then everything comes to light. Yeah, um, who's the best attackman in the ML- in the PLL right now? Probably Lyle Thompson. Um, I mean, Rambo is pretty pretty damn good. He is pretty damn good. So is that? It's just a style. So yeah, is that? Just, it becomes a style matchup between yeah. people who are all that good. Yeah, I mean. I'll be biased. Rob is looking pretty good right now. Um, mm-hmm. And he's someone that I've just watched from afar competing against him over the last few years in the MLL. But mm-hmm. seeing him up close in, in practice and now a few games in, a lot of respect for Rob and his game. It's fun to play with him. Yeah, he's very efficient. Um, what about defensemen? Who, who do you – do you have any guy who you're like, this is the bet? Like, um, I mean, and we, we touched on it. Matt Dunn, I think, is consistently – He's not flashy. He's just a great defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of respect for him. Tucker Durkin is a great defenseman. 
different style than Matt Don. There was a little bit more body and, yeah. and a little bit more stick on you. A little bit more. Um, but he's he's a, he's a tough tough matchup. Um, but you know, I don't know. Just any any week, it's 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 someone new and it's someone who's who's you know going to pound you and 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 make you make you earn your goals. There's there's no cake there's no cakewalks and um, I think it's fun. Um, but but going up against you know guys like Matt Don and, and Tucker, um, it's a challenge. And mm-hmm. you know you stack yourself up against them because they are the best, two of the best defenders um, in the world. So um, you know however well you do against them, you can kind of tell where you stand um, as an attackman. So yeah. it's 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 fun to compete against them. Yeah, I was going to ask you how long you're planning on playing, and then I was like, what, d- does that the fact that you got the young ones coming up? There's there's to... definitely incentive. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a few. Play? Do your younger I'm sure, brothers want to play? Do. Pro? I'm sure they do. Um, and that just goes into you know seeing where the league will be or mm-hmm. predicting where it will be. I'm sure it'll be even more successful in in four years when they're out. Um, so I'm sure they're going to want to continue to play professionally. They love mm-hmm. it. They've been around it for forever. Um, you know, they were super young when I was at Notre Dame. They wanted to go to Notre Dame and play. They're there. Yeah. They see me playing in professional. I'm sure they're going to have aspirations to play professionally. Agreed. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it works with younger brothers. Yeah. And is the, your youngest brother, is he, who, who's the most talented of the bunch? I mean, I, after Pat, like after what Pat did this year, I feel like he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's got, got the, crown, he's got the now, crown right now. But um, there's another one coming at his heels. Yeah. He's good. He's really good. They kind of play a different style. They're both righties. So it'll be interesting to see, mm-hmm. see if they uh, play together next year um, or how well they gel. But, um, yeah, he's he's a great player. I'm I'm looking forward to him uh, to him playing. It's gonna be it's gonna honestly it's gonna be pretty weird. Like it was weird watching Pat play this year um, so at such nervous. a high level. I, yeah, and yeah. I always I always like shit on my dad. I'm like, why you go like why are you so nervous and like bug out during the games? It's like, and then you and then you're watching. You're like, holy shit, this is yeah. scary. Like you don't want anyone to get hurt. Like I've never even met your brother. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I want yeah, him to yeah. do well, and then and then he's matched up against these studs. I know. Like, defenseman of the year guys and you're like holy shit like exactly. how's he how's he doing that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it's it's gonna be weird with two of them next year but also i think really cool and and kind of sweet watching yeah it. no no. i mean it's there's, just math it'll yeah. be double the Notre. no one likes notre dame yeah. unless there's a kavanaugh yeah. so now there's two kavanaughs so yeah. the, the popularity of the yeah. team will, will double hopefully yeah and then once they leave notre dame yeah, will they're... fall into obscurity <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. No, that was cool. Yeah. Thanks for chatting with me. Of course. That was cool.